as hell and I wanna get ill So I go to a place where my homeboys chill Fellas out there trying to make that dollar I pulled up in the 6-4 and Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Bored as Hell podcast I'm Adam McDonald with Big Shiny Robot And I am Andy Wilson, also a Big Shiny Robot And occasionally on the Funny Books and Firewater podcast So if you listen to that oh. one too uh, Andy yes. will be on an episode in about, what, two weeks, I'd say? Two, three weeks? Yep. Yeah. Something like that. Um, anyways, so this week we have, uh, well, technically I guess we're going to say it's two and a half movies, because sure. we're going to uh, dive in deep with uh, Fist Fight and The Great Wall, uh, and then we're going to save Logan for an upcoming episode, but we do want to give you our really quick, like, we'll say 30 second review at the end of the episode, but uh, before we get there, oh, let's talk about Fist Fight. Let's talk about Fist Fight. Oh, I, I don't want to. So this this was originally called Teacher Fight, and you may have seen trailers for it back even just a couple months ago. Uh, and you've got Ice Cube and Charlie Day as two teachers. Uh, it's the, in high school. It's the final day of school, so the seniors are running amok and doing pranks and everything else. The school is in the middle of budget cuts, and uh, Charlie Day's character specifically, uh, the teacher, is Andy Campbell. His wife's due to give birth to their second child any moment, and he's stressed out because if he loses his job because of these budget cuts, uh, well, obviously things will not be good for him. Uh, but he's a complete milk toast, lets the kids walk all over him. Ice Cube, on the other hand, is the take no crap from anyone teacher. Uh, the students grudgingly respect him because he yells at them and pretty much threatens to kill them if they do anything bad. Uh, but there's a scene where the two of them are in the class, and Ice Cube flips out at a student and takes an axe to the student's chair. Well, both are dragged in before the principal, who says, Look, you either tell me what happened here, um, or I'm going to fire both of you. And this is right after Ice Cube had a very long conversation with Charlie Day that, you know, teachers stick together. We don't, we don't turn each other in. And, of course, Charlie Day turns him in and says, Oh, it's him. So Ice Cube gets fired. And then challenges Charlie Day to the titular Fitz fight, which will happen after school. Uh, and then wackiness is, ensues as Charlie Day does everything he can to get out of it, because obviously he's going to get his ass handed to him by the <laughs> by Ice Cube. Um, so I absolutely loathe this movie, but I know Andy, you you said it was harmless. So I'm going to let you uh, present your case for why this isn't the worst movie of the year so far. I'll give you two reasons why it isn't the worst, and that is Split and Fifty Shades Darker. No, I but, uh, the, yeah, this movie is not great, but I didn't, I didn't think it was as terrible as you did. It's, it's pretty run of the mill. It's super predictable, and there are tons of holes in this plot. Like, I want to know what the hell school district this is, where they're firing all the teachers because of budget cuts. But yet the teachers are so well paid that Charlie Day can run out in the middle of the day and buy two MacBook Pros to try and bribe a student. Like, what what world are we living in where this is possible? <laughs> there, there, there's so much in this that doesn't make any sense. And it's beyond the, like, oh, buy the premise, buy the bit. No. Like, there's just so much in here that doesn't work at all. But that being said, I mean, it, it was just a just a bunch of stupid dick jokes and, and poo <laughs> jokes. So, you know, um, for that, I just felt it was it was kind of forgivable. Well, no, I mean, 
it it's not unforgivable. Let's put it that way. But I just came away saying like, well, I laughed a couple times. It wasn't that funny, but I didn't hate it. But you hated it. Oh god. I, uh, so you mentioned you laughed a couple times. I literally laughed once. And it's when Charlie Day at the end's pissed off and like goes to park his car and crashes into the kid's Vespa. That was the only time I laughed. And that wasn't even that funny. What upsets me the most about this movie is that it was throwing everything it could at the wall to see if it thought it was funny, uh, to see it would work, and none of it really did. Like, I'm sorry, those, you know, the, one of the big plot lines is all the different pranks the seniors are playing, and I'm sorry, but uh, giving a horse meth isn't funny. Uh, you know, being degrading and horrible people isn't funny. Blackmailing people because you're a douchebag isn't funny. Uh, and then even the teachers themselves. I mean, we got you know, Tracy Morgan's back in the love Tracy Morgan. He was somewhat entertaining, uh, but the whole bit with uh, Jillian Bell uh, going off about how much she wants to have sex with the students because they're underage. I'm sorry, that's just not funny. I don't I don't find that amusing. Uh, it's Especially not in the pretense that she specifically wants to commit statutory rape because young boys are hot. Uh, that's a very real thing happening in society right now. We don't need something to this. Making fun of it when it's not, it's not doing it the right way. And ugh, it just... It wasn't funny. It was almost like watching an eight-year-old learn how to swear and dropping F-bombs every other sentence because it doesn't know how to properly do it. I love dirty comedies. I mean, like Bridesmaids. I can list off, like, I got a bunch of them on the shelf right in front of me. But this movie was saying the F-word and making sex jokes just because it could, and it had no point to it. It was... It's like watching a kid learn how to swear. It's not funny. It's not amusing. Uh, yeah, and, and the worst thing of all, and the thing that sealed the deal as far as me, my hating this movie so much is, I love Charlie Day. I've been a fan of Always Sunny in Philadelphia since the very first episode. Uh, I even have a bootleg copy of when it was on HBO. <laughs> so I've I loved him in Pacific Rim. I love everything he's done. I walked out of this movie not wanting to see him again in anything because he was just so annoying. Wow. It just burned me out on him, and I love that man. So anything that would make me have that much distaste for uh, Charlie Day deserves an immediate zero from me. I'm sorry. This movie is a waste of time. Everyone who's in this movie should feel bad. Uh, I haven't hated a movie this much since probably Love the Coopers. It's not Love the Coopers level. Don't get me wrong. That was That's another plateau of hating a movie. Uh but yeah, this, nope, I absolutely despise this movie. It's a piece of crap, and I am looking forward to voting for this as the worst movie of the year next year when the Razzies come around. Ooh, wow, that is that is mean. Well, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, I was just like, yeah, this is like a four. It's, it's not really that funny, but, um, you know, comedy is one of those things that's a little bit subjective, and maybe I just was like, well... I can kind of laugh at, at some of these jokes, even if, like, overall, they're not they're not really that funny. So, yeah. well, and to be fair, yeah. you're still suffering from PTSD from Fifty Shades. So, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I really, I really do think that that is the the common denominator here. That if I hadn't seen that, I probably would have hated this more. And I just, I, I just can't. And maybe I'm feeling way more um, generous. <laughs> yeah, way more generous towards towards something like this because I've seen how like completely terrible something can be. So there we go. But 
Speaking of things that were disappointing and kind of terrible, we have The Great Wall, which <laughs> is which was one of the biggest hits in China last year. And uh, if, if I remember this correctly, made more money than Rogue One did in China. It wouldn't so, surprise me. Yeah, the... This is Chinese director Zhang Yimou, who American audiences might be familiar with some of his previous work from about 10, 12 years ago. He released a movie here in the States called Hero with Jet mm-hmm. Li, House of Flying Daggers, uh, highly stylized martial arts. And the idea of this movie, The Great Wall, was that it was supposed to be this blockbuster that bridged the Chinese and the Hollywood markets. He was going to work with American studios and American screenwriters to come up with something that worked in both countries, but that reflected uh, a a Chinese heritage and story, and that's what this movie is. It's Uh, not. It's not. We'll we'll get into that in just a second. So uh, our story starts with Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Demon. Sorry, I had I get I do it once. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I think we can do it more than once for this movie. It's it's, it's warranted. Uh, so, Matt Damon and a team of mercenaries is, has come from Europe to China, and they are looking for black powder weapons, like you do. And uh, of course, they stumble upon the Great Wall, and come to find out that the Great Wall is there to protect the rest of China from these uh, mythical Chinese creature, the Tao Che, who uh, will come and devour everything and everyone. And so they have to stop them at the wall or else they will rampage through China and eventually the rest of the world. And this wall is on the border of America and Mexico, right? No. It, <laughs> uh, China and Mongolia, but uh, the same same basic idea. You know, Mongolians are... are Mongolians are to China what Mexicans are to America. No, I'm just kidding. You're one of the good ones, Zing Zoon. <laughs> so uh, in, in order to stop uh, these monsters, they have this uh, specialized order called the Nameless Order. And they've got all sorts of cool fighting techniques and weapons to fight them off. And, of course, we're lucky enough to have uh, Willem Dafoe, who is another European who got captured by them, who acts as a sort of explainer or narrator to uh, to our Europeans. Like, oh, these are the ground soldiers. These guys are the artillery guys. And I wonder what those ladies are. Well, they've got a, a stylized uh, group They've got a special group of fighters who are all women who essentially kind of bungee jump off the well or off the wall with these giant lances to go down and and kill the monsters, which is a really cool idea and works a little bit. But uh, that is basically, in essence, what this movie is all about. Cool idea and style and very little substance. So, Adam, what what do you think about The Great Wall? So, here's my thing. I love this director's work. I remember uh, a buddy of mine who introduced me to him, uh, he had gotten a copy of Hero by some nefarious means. Uh, and then, you know, as he downloaded it on his computer, it was back when it was only available in uh, in China. And uh, we watched it nonstop. We love that movie. So, I, I love the stylized uh, fighting techniques and action this director does. Uh, my biggest problem with this movie is it, it feels like it's a lot of missed opportunities. 
Uh, there's some really good ideas here. The fighting sequences are really are fun. Uh, the the lore they're bringing to it is interesting. But then it kind of it sets up this world, and then it doesn't follow its own rules. Uh, first of all, and I at first I was like, oh, am I the only one seeing this? Or is it actually happening? And then talking to friends after the movie was. Um, if you made this into a drinking game where you took a shot every time Matt Damon's accent changes, you would be dead in 20 minutes. Oh my gosh. Because <laughs> he goes from talking with an American accident, accent to like a Irish char 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 to like Wales to British to... I, I don't know what he was trying to do or like why no one tapped him on the shoulder and says, knock it the hell off. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. So there's that. They've got the whole thing about uh, oh the tight the tight tay. The only way you can kill them is by shooting them in the eye. And then the next thing they start cutting their heads off. I'm like, but I thought you could only shoot them in the eye. Like, I, how does that work? And yeah, it's it, it was just a lot of waste opportunities uh, and ended up being what could have been a really fun, cool action movie. Just ended up being really dumb. Well, and you noticed who one of the screenwriters was on this movie was Max Brooks who mm-hmm. wrote World War Z. And so, of course, your monsters are doing the same thing that the World War Z yeah. zombies are doing and climbing on top of each other in order to get on top of the wall. And I was just like, we've seen this before with zombies, and it didn't really work then, and it's really not working now when mm-hmm. it's these weird dragon dogs. So I don't know who told them that that was a good idea, but it was like they they might have had some some cool ideas here, but it just it just didn't work. Uh, kind of like World War Z. Yeah. So yeah, it just. Uh, um, I, I guess the, the I'm I'm not hating this movie. I'm I just I didn't like it, but I, I think the same way that you looked at Fist Fight with a, a nicer, uh, a little bit gentler than you did. You would have you would have seen Fifty Shades. I'm kind of the same way with this one. As far as after watching Fist Fight, nothing can be as bad as that. Uh, Certainly. Yeah, just uh, I mean, the one thing I'll say was it, it it was there's a lot of controversy going around about whether like you know Matt Damon was going to come in and whitewash the thing and let the European save the day, and I, I didn't feel it did that. Uh, no. In fact, uh, they kind of let yeah you know, they let the, the Chinese people be the heroes, and especially the females got to be the heroes too. Which yeah, uh, I, I, I like felt it was. I felt it was exactly the opposite, where, in fact, this was one of those, like, see, we ain't been teaching radio. Radio's been the one who's teaching us, where it's like, oh, here's this. This really shows how uh, a lot of people in China, I assume, look at Americans and the West as like, oh, these people who are coming in and trying to steal from our ingenuity and our greatness and we have to teach them about honor because Mm -hmm. all they care about is themselves they're evil they're greedy they're self-centered and their evil and greed will come back and turn upon them and that would be another terrible drinking game is anytime anyone insults matt damon or his companions for not having honor and not fighting for a, a cause greater for themselves, you will also end up in the hospital with alcohol poisoning. And, and you know, there was, there was something about Hero where even though there was this, like, weird political message 
that was kind of underneath it, I was kind of able to completely divorce myself from that because it was just so cool looking. I didn't understand like the, the message that they were trying to give in that movie. I didn't care. In this movie, it felt like they were, you know, they were doing the exact opposite of the white savior thing. Mm-hmm. They're being like, oh, you evil foreigners, how dare you come in here? And well, but our honor and our teaching can can save this poor lost soul and put him on the right path. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I was I was more amused by that than anything else. But uh, yeah, it it is what it is. But the I mean, that just shows you that everyone who prejudged this movie based on the trailer was completely up in the night. Now I'm all for one for like jumping on something that has very problematic elements yeah but wait until you see it jeez and people did not and now i i hope those people feel very foolish although i doubt that they will (laughs) well i have problems with it and i obviously never want to see it again i'm looking at this one as the harmless one i mean it, it is a big dumb action movie I'm not surprised that it's being released in February. That's kind of when you expect this type of movie to come out. Yeah. Um, and it'll be it'll be forgotten, and that's kind of, that's kind of the biggest thing. It's like, like we've we've always said, and a friend of ours said, it's like I'd rather have a movie be a zero or a ten because those ones in the middle, you just you know, two months from now, you're gonna ask him about the Great Wall, and I'll be like, oh yeah, that was that Matt Damon movie that he had a weird accent. That's probably all I'll remember from this movie. So uh, I'm only at a four. Again, it's not horrible uh, if. You're trying to choose between this and a fist fight for some reason. Please, for the love of all that is holy, go see this. Um, yeah. But it's it has lots of problems. There's, there's plot holes and continuity errors, and um, and, or if you, if you want to go see it and get incredibly drunk, then we, we gave you some drinking games. So smuggle a flask in and uh, have nine one one on quick dial. Yeah. And one one thing, if you do go see this in a theater that has three D, um, may. It's a lot of the theaters that are showing this have the Dolby 3D where it's dark, and if you sit uh, to the side at all, it it looks terrible. Make sure you can sit in the middle and and get all of it. The 3D is a little bit gimmicky. It's a lot gimmicky, actually. Mm -hmm. So, um, but if if you're into that and you like big explosions, like throwing stuff at your face then uh you know you you might enjoy this so i'm i'm mostly just disappointed in this um i gave fist fight a four so i'm at a little bit better than this i a four and a half but hmm. you know i had people who who were like oh no i thought it was actually pretty good and people should go see this yeah and then i saw logan and i'm like <laughs> <laughs> no. no 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 i i was definitely right about the great wall the great wall was not a great movie logan is a great movie yeah so let's talk and, about logan for two minutes and, and we'll do it really fast uh so this is uh it's, i wouldn't say it's even based on but it does draw elements from the old man logan comics written by mark Lamar inspired back in, by maybe inspired by because yeah. uh, someone's like oh they just made the movie out of it i'm like no it has no. pretty much nothing to do with it <laughs> Uh, yeah. 
it's it's in the year 2029. Something happened where uh, no more mutants are being born, and Logan is living on the uh, down in Mexico with uh, Charles Xavier, who's now in his 90s, just trying to make ends meet. And let's just say things happen. I, I really don't want to say too much because this is a movie that I mean there aren't huge spoilers in it, but it's definitely something you should uh, experience for yourself. Uh, what I will say is is that. You know, we saw it. It was press and guest only, so it was like maybe two, two, three rows maybe in this theater. Um, and afterwards, they come and you know the, the studio reps come around and want to get a quote. You know, what do you think of the movie? Uh, and I think all of us were silent for a good five minutes, and we're just like, we'll tell you in a minute. We need to kind of digest what we just saw. Yeah, I had to sit there. Well, I sat there through the entire credits, like wondering if we were going to get a mid or post credit scene. And apparently, they're adding one, from what I've heard. So. Yeah, so I did not see one. Uh, I will I will go see it again in the uh, when it's released to see if yes, there is one. Definitely, because uh, it's it's worth that, and this is a movie that's going to be worth seeing multiple times. It's just beautifully layered. There's so much in it. I'm having a hard time digesting all of it even now because there's so many ways to talk about this movie. And so, because of that, we're going to have to take basically an entire episode to itself to talk about it. And we're going to do that this next week. Yeah. And just talk about Logan and one other movie and getting ready for the Oscars. Yeah, so next week, uh, come back and we'll be here with uh, Get Out, which is the only thing opening, which they're not even showing me. So I'm going to have to go try to sneak in somewhere and see it. Uh, but we've got that. We'll dive deep into Logan, and it'll, uh, it's Oscar time, so we've got the Oscars next weekend. Uh, this new episode will be coming out early, so keep an eye for it probably uh, Thursday, Friday-ish, I guess, depending on how busy like we get. Yeah. Um, and we'll discuss uh, not only the movies we saw, but um, also what we think will and what should win at the Academy Awards, which is always a, a fun night. So uh, until then, hail Satan, and have a lovely afternoon. Punk ass tripping, but it's alright. Homie scored a key, he's gonna fly. Punk ass fly. Boys are calling, boys is crying. Some are born and some are dying. It's Alpha and Omega's kingdom come. The whirlwind is in the thorn tree. The virgins are all trimming their wicks. The whirlwind is in the thorn tree. It's hard for thee to kick against the pricks. Till Armageddon, no shalom, no shalom. Then the father hen will call his chickens home. The wise men will bow down before the throne. And at his feet they'll cast their golden crowns. When the man comes around. Whoever is unjust, let him be unjust still. Whoever is righteous, let him be righteous still. Whoever is filthy, let him be filthy still. Listen to the words long written down. When the man comes around, 
Hear the trumpets, hear the pipers One hundred million angels singing Multitudes are marching to the big kettle drum Voices calling, voices crying Some are born and some are dying It's Alpha and Omega's kingdom come And the whirlwind is in the thorn tree The virgins are all trimming their wicks The whirlwind is in the thorn tree It's hard for thee to kick against the pricks In measured a hundredweight and penny pound Set on him was death, and hell followed with him. 